we're vibrating at a lower frequency, which means that we align with lower frequency people, experiences, opportunities. And even if we can come across and get higher vibration, experiences, people, relationships, opportunities, it makes it really difficult to hold them because we are not in resonance with them. So being magnetic starts with coming from the frequency of the person who has the things that you want. Hey friends, welcome back to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zamora, and today I want to talk about how we compound our magnetism so that we can continue aligning with what it is that we want, even when life is chaotic. There are a lot of times that as we move through life, we will be met with a sense of chaos. Either we're going through a big life transition, a challenging chapter, maybe things are difficult, maybe there's a lot of big contractive emotions that are coming up, and it feels challenging to be in that magnetic state. And first, let's talk about what magnetism is. I know that that sounds like a very woo-woo, manifesty word that doesn't really feel tangible and resonant for a lot of people. And the way that I define magnetism is being in our fullest expression. When we are living fully expressed, that means that we are living in full alignment with the truth of who we are. And we are showing up and engaging with life fully and completely as the person that we are here to be. We're also moving through life as the person that we need to be to have the things that we desire. And what that looks like is if I really desire to be a leader in the industry, I am moving as that person now, fully embodied, energetically aligned. So fake it till you make it is more about acting as if, means going through the motions and doing the things and hoping that that will ultimately align us with what it is that we want versus being that person fully embodied, coming from the energy and the frequency of who they are. When you are in a certain state, when you are moving through the world as a certain person, you are operating from a different frequency and you can feel that. You can feel when you are moving as someone who feels powerful and aligned and purposeful and intentional. When you feel abundant, when you feel loved and supported versus when you feel lost, disconnected, disempowered, weak, confused, unsure of yourself, like you have low self-worth, the frequency, the energy, the state of your being is different between those two frequencies. Your cells vibrate differently. The emotions that are present in your body are felt and move differently. And there's usually a different set of emotions. So we want to move through life fully embodied as the person that we're here to be and the person that we need to be to have the things that we want, even when our circumstances don't align with that. So if I want to revolutionize the industry, which is one of my intentions and goals with the work that I do, that is a different leader than somebody who is just working to do work and hoping that one day my work might be impactful enough to revolutionize the industry. Those are two different versions of self. I am being two different people. So we have to know what it is that we desire. It's the first part of this process of making the impossible happen. If you go back to episode two, I go in depth into the process, the five different phases. We have to claim a desire that is real and true and aligned for us. That comes from our purpose and our fullest expression, our heart, our soul. 
We have to know what that is. And then we have to tap into who is the me that has that? And how does that person move through life? Not just what they do. What is the energy and embodiment? How do they carry themselves? What do they feel? What do their cells vibrate like? How do they think? What do they believe? That is full embodiment. That is being the person who has what you want, even when you don't actually have the things yet. And that's how we align more quickly with what it is that we want. It's how we collapse timelines. It's how we start shifting the odds in our favor. And what we want literally begins to move towards us as we move towards it. So you have to know what it is that you want. You have to know who it is that you're here to be. So when we are being the person who has what we want, we become magnetic to it because we are operating at the same frequency of it. There is alignment. We are aligned with it, to it. It is now aligned with us and we become a clearing for what we want to come in. Because when we engage with life differently, we open up different channels and pathways. We become visible to different people, things, opportunities, experiences. We start to see what we couldn't see before. So we become this opening, this clearing for what it is that we want to start moving towards us and for us to start moving more rapidly towards it. And when we're operating at a certain frequency, we align with certain things in life that we didn't align with before. We've talked a bit about frequency and energetics and embodiment throughout different episodes and tuning forks are something that makes us the easiest to understand. So tuning forks, if you hit a tuning fork that vibrates at a certain frequency, everything around you in the room that vibrates at that same frequency will make a sound in resonance with the tuning fork that you just struck. This is true of everyone and everything. This is not magical woo-woo thinking. This is science. This is measurable science. We live in a vibrational universe. This is measurable. Everything vibrates at a different frequency. So if we're vibrating at a lower frequency because we're in fear, worry, and doubt, because we have low self-worth, because we don't know what it is that we want, we're wobbly in that, whatever it might be, we're feeling consistently contractive emotions, we're vibrating at a lower frequency, which means that we align with lower frequency people, experiences, opportunities. And even if we can come across and get higher vibration, experiences, people, relationships, opportunities, it makes it really difficult to hold them because we are not in resonance with them. So being magnetic starts with coming from the frequency of the person who has the things that you want. And that requires understanding the desire, being able to tap into who that future self is and pull them into the now to move as them, to hold their beliefs, to think as them, to act as them, coming from a deep internal alignment, not just fake it till you make it, not just this is what they would do. I'm going to go do that. But meanwhile, I'm going to carry the energy and the frequency of fear, worry, and doubt. I'm not going to believe that what I want is possible. I'm going to tell stories about myself that make me feel like garbage. That's why fake it till you make it doesn't work. You're not actually holding the frequency. You're not embodying your most fully expressed self who is aligned with the things that you want. It's internal work that influences the doing and the acting and the moving. It's our way of being. So you have to understand what it is that you want, who you need to be to have that. Be that person now. In doing that, you are emitting 
a different frequency. And you begin to align with, you begin to see, and what it is that you see sees you because you're in resonance with it. Magnetism is resonance. I'm operating at a higher vibration, a higher frequency. If I am moving through the world as the thought leader that is transforming and revolutionizing the industry, I am emitting a different frequency. There's a different energy that comes off of me, that comes through all of my actions, all of my doing, all of my being, all of my moving, all of my conversation. That creates resonance with the right people and things. And when we're in resonance with those people and things, we can't help but be drawn to one another the right people, the right opportunities, the right places. That is magnetism. Magnetism feels really difficult to have and hold and maintain when life gets hard, when life gets chaotic and overwhelming. When we're walking through challenging chapters and big life transitions, anything that knocks us off our center. Most of the time, these are heavier experiences, but not always. There can be beautiful new changes to our life. Could be getting a new job, moving across country to where we want to be, finding the right partner, saying yes to incredible opportunities and invitations. They can still cause us to feel disoriented. That is a sense of chaos. Holding on to our magnetism through chaos, whether it's heavy or expansive, so whether it's trauma, grief, loss, divorce, the ending of things, the loss of things, change that we didn't want or anticipate, or it's joyful things, getting married, having the baby, accepting the job, starting the business, buying the land, anything that makes us feel disoriented creates a sense of chaos. It's very easy for these experiences to then trigger old traumas unresolved grief, unprocessed feelings and emotions. It can trigger our stories. Not good enough, not capable. Something's wrong with me. I don't belong. I'm unlovable at my core. When we trigger our stories, we activate our subconscious winning strategy, which tells us that only some things are possible and others are not. We start to act in certain ways to seek out the safety, security, success, love, and belonging that we've been able to create and cultivate up until now move away from what it is that we want. We freak out. We shut down. We move through the terror barrier. There's a whole free workbook on what the terror barrier is and how to navigate it. We'll link to that in the show notes. I highly recommend checking it out. We have five different processes within that workbook to help you navigate any different kind of thing that will come up during a terror barrier experience. We have resources for you, and these are free. Please take advantage of them. When we hit a terror barrier, our subconscious stoppers come up. We get overwhelmed. We quit. We get emotional. Life becomes too much. We revert to the known and familiar. So anything expansive or contractive that creates a sense of chaos, disease, discomfort, uncertainty, that stirs up emotions that don't feel particularly magnetic, Fear, worry, doubt, sadness, anger, hurt, jealousy, insecurity, low self-worth. Those can come up even during expansive experiences that are disorienting. 
because we're in an unknown space. We're outside of the known and familiar. Things are different. Things are changing. Just the same as when trauma happens, sudden loss, unexpected endings and transitions. Stirs things up. We're confronted with our deepest fears, our insecurities, old stories, old programming, patterns that no longer serve us, traumas that we thought we buried, emotions that we never took the time to feel. All of that bubbles up. Nothing is wrong. This is part of the process. And we can feel less than magnetic. We can also become less than magnetic. So how do we compound magnetism in the midst of chaos so that even when life gets chaotic, hard, overwhelming, disorienting, we are still actively aligning with what it is that we want. We are still actively showing up as a clearing for it to begin moving towards us. We are still actively shifting the odds in our favor that it will come to fruition, that it will be real and tangible in our life. Compounding magnetism, again, requires knowing who you are, who you're here to be, who you need to be to have the things that you want. In order to know that, you have to know what your true desire is. You have to claim what's right and true and aligned for you. It cannot be things that you think that you should want, that other people want for you. It cannot be ego-based. It must be a true desire for your heart and soul. It must stem from your purpose, your fullest expression, your unique contribution in this life. What is that desire? You have to know that. To know that requires alignment. These are themes that come up over and over in these episodes for a reason. This is the work. This is fundamental, foundational work to make the impossible happen. You must know yourself so that you can know your true desires. You must know your true desires so that you can. Know who you need to be to have those things. To make it inevitable by engaging with the world differently. Order to engage with the world differently to really hold a way of being that aligns you with what you want. You have to have done the deeper work to clear any blocks and traumas and limiting beliefs, to rewire and repattern your subconscious programming and winning strategies so that they don't block you. All of this work stacks. That's why we come back to these topics over and over. You have to know what you want. You have to know who you need to be. And then when life is chaotic, when the big, hard, heavy, contractive emotions show up, when you feel overwhelmed, when it feels disorienting simply to exist in your own skin, you have to be able to plug back in. Now, this is not about bypassing. So we plug in to our desire. Really visualize what it is that we want, what it looks like, what it will feel like, what it will be like. We tap into who we need to be. Who are we within that desire? Being real. Who is that us that has it? What is the frequency of them? How do they feel? What do they think? What do they believe? How do they move? How do they engage with life? Who are they on a cellular level? What is their frequency that they move from? We plug into that. And we hold that alongside all of the contraction that we're experiencing. We don't bypass. 
So we don't plug into the happy feels of having what we want, the high, high vibrational state of being who we need to be, and ignore the contraction, the sadness, the trauma triggers, the grief, the confusion, the overwhelm, the hurt, the rage, the fury. This is not about bypassing. You are not magnetic if you are bypassing what is hard and what hurts. You are storing that in your cells and you are actively creating things that will block you in the future, that will hold you back. It will be harder for you to feel the richness, the fullness of the expansive emotions. We don't bypass, period. We learn to hold both simultaneously. This is duality of experience. Grief and gratitude can be held simultaneously. Rage and peace can be held simultaneously. Love and hurt can be held simultaneously. Expansion and contraction can be held simultaneously. This is a practice. This is an art. To do this, you must have a relationship to your emotions. All of them, especially the ones that you in particular avoid. We all have our no-go zone emotions. Listen to the episode on emotions. Start working with them and give you a process in that to start building a relationship to your emotions, deepening into them so that you can do this work. You can't hold both if you won't feel half of them. You can't hold expansion and contraction in a productive way that keeps you plugged in if you won't allow for the contraction. You have to be willing to feel all of that fully, completely, productively. This is duality of experience. This is what it means to be human, what it means and requires to be fully expressed. So we plug in to our desire. We don't just think about it, we feel it. We find the tiniest morsel of desire for what it is that we want, us. Not what others want for us, not what we think we should want, not what's ego-based. What our heart and our soul desires. We find the smallest bit of that. Find it in our body. And we amplify it. We make it bigger. We compound it. We do this. By finding that little bit of emotion that exists in our body and expanding that state as much as we can. That can be purely internal. I'm going to keep thinking about this, visualizing it, feeling into it until I can make it bigger and bigger. I'm going to do the process that Stephanie shared with me in the emotions episode. I can drop into it and I can expand it. I can feel it in a productive way. I'm going to feel the emotions. I'm going to make them bigger so that I am holding that state of desire, of alignment, of joy, of peace, of love, whatever it is, as I feel and I process my grief, as I feel and I work with my trauma, as I allow the rage and fury to move through me in healthy and productive and safe ways. It's both. This is a practice. It is so easy for us to let the contraction take over, to consume us, especially if we're telling stories about it. If we're telling stories about it, we spool up the contraction. We trigger our core wounds. We tell more stories. Our mind 
brings things up to reinforce the beliefs that go with all of the contraction and the core wound stories and the old traumas. We have to feel the contraction cleanly and productively, simply for what it is, energy and motion in our body as a result of specific things happening. That is all it is. And we learn to feel that and move it productively while we also stay plugged into our desire. And desire is one piece of the magnetism. Can you tap into who you need to be to have it? What does that version of self feel like? What is their frequency? How do they move? What do they believe? What do they feel? Can you generate that in your body? Not just think about it. This is not intellectual work. Can you generate that state, that frequency, energy, emotion in your body right now? Even if it's small, even if it's the smallest little bit of your heart fluttering in resonance with the love that you feel as the person who has the relationship that you want? Can you feel the smallest bit of expansion, creative energy in your sacral area? As you tap into the creative flow, inspiration, that the you, who is the thought leader, the artist, the creator in the world, feel? Can you find that, generate that in your body? Can you go to places that help you generate that? Creativity, maybe it's your favorite art store. Maybe it's a book of other people's art. Entrepreneurship, maybe it's a certain podcast that you listen to, a certain piece that you've written, something in your journal from a few years ago. Can you go outside? Can you go to a space that feels luxurious and abundant? What can you do to generate that feeling in your being? right now. And once you find it, what can you do to turn the volume up and practice holding it simultaneously with the contraction? This is how we compound magnetism in the midst of chaos, challenging chapters, big life transitions, trauma, grief, loss, all of it. I recently lost both of my cats. These were my little loves, my familiars, my constants throughout 15 years of my life. Suddenly, both of them were gone within five days. The grief was big. It was all-consuming at certain points. And still, I remained magnetic because I stayed tapped into my joy, my delight, my big visions for my life, for my work, for my relationships. I kept my heart open. I held the duality of the experience. Grieving did not slow me down around anything that is currently being manifested in my life right now, in my work. Because I know how to compound the magnetism. I know how to plug into the desire, how to plug into who I need to be, who I am here to be, and hold that with the grief, the heaviness, the contraction. It's both. Bypassing the contraction in favor of the expansion will not make you magnetic or align you with what you want. Bypassing doesn't work. 
And even if you can bypass and move yourself rapidly down the road, you will struggle to hold the things that you want. These blocks, these stored emotions, these things that you are bypassing will resurface. The more that we feel and process in real time, the less will hold us up down the road. What are those things that you need to tap into? How can you generate that in your body so that you can expand it and compound it and hold it simultaneously with the contraction? To do all of this, you must know yourself fully and completely. You must know who you are here to be, the work that you are here to do. You must know what you deeply desire. Do you know these things? If you don't, please consider joining us in Actualize. This program is all about coming into alignment with the truth of who you are, getting clear on your callings, your purpose, what you truly deeply desire, how you are here to contribute. And it will give you everything that you need to get that clarity, to stay tapped in, and to start moving as that person in really clear ways and clearing anything standing in your way. We will link to that in the show notes, and I will be back soon with another episode. Thank you so much for joining me today and being a part of our incredible community of purpose-driven individuals. If you are ready to put these teachings into practice in your own life, head on over to www.stephaniezamora.com slash podcast, where you'll get access to our collection of actionable and easy to implement workbooks. That includes our renowned methodology for making the impossible inevitable that's helped hundreds of individuals worldwide get into motion on their most important goals. Plus, our comprehensive guide to stopping self-sabotage and navigating the terror barrier with more grace and ease. We'd love your help in getting the message out and growing our community, so please take a moment to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a review on iTunes. I'll catch you in the next episode.